Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Olive & June Manny System, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny System with code PERFECTMANNY20 at oliveandjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at oliveandjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Football Ramble Euro, sponsored by Bet365. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, four Englishmen for you. I'm the first one, Marcus Speller. Jim's the second one, Jim Hello. Campbell. Luke Moore is the third one. All right. And fourth, the best, Pete Donaldson. Hello, Marcus. Uh, relief, everybody. <laughs> relief. It's yeah. over. Don't it's worry like about it. your head off a wall, and it's lovely when you stop. I hate Iceland. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what. We usually t- we usually get in the studio, and we usually take a good twenty minutes just to get the office references out. Get the and then we do them on the show later on. Uh, mm, get the t- partridge rehearse our plagiarism. Basically. Yeah, basically rehearse our um, Alan Partridge <laughs> quote stuff like that. But this time we just came in, started the show, didn't want to talk to each other. Like, just get on with it. Just get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Get on with it. And there, get are, out. there are divisions in this podcast, and they run deep. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Ramble's resigned. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't resigned. No. But we're going to have a vote of no confidence over him. Uh, right, yes. Uh, let's start um, with Hungary and Belgium. No, let's start. <laughs> should, we, should we do our, our fifth 
dissection of England being terrible at a tournament. Uh, yeah, we start why don't we just run the last one and like yeah, this no. can, podcast can be well shot? Because one of those we didn't qualify. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's actually fourth with like a little asterisk, right? Saying so, it is actually five DNQ. But, but the first one was a <laughs> DNQ. It was gradual and over a qualification yeah. campaign. Yeah. I enjoyed do that not, one. Do not rub Steve McLaren's place in history out. Thank you very much. DNR. Do not yeah. resuscitate. Yeah. Like, yeah. He brought himself back, didn't he? Yeah. Do not Roy. Oh. Yeah, he, he made himself part of the conversation again, which I thought was really lovely. With yeah. lots of clicks, with lots of yeah. finger clicking. Not was he, right? Okay. Know he was doing it. It was really strange. <laughs> oh, dear. So much oh, to talk about. In such little time. I'm in a much better mood than if we'd have just, we'd have done an yeah. all right job and just got knocked out by the odd goal. I am a lot more upbeat. We did get knocked out by the odd goal. Yeah, but th- this, like, this wasn't an odd, odd goal, was it? No. This was a goal that was just kind of like a systematic breakdown of football, wasn't it, really? Yeah. It, was, it was just, it, it was such a perverse 90 minutes. It was a systematic breakdown of the space time continuum, <laughs> yeah, not football. I'm you, way more happy than I would have been if we'd have got, you know, our arses handed to us by you, France um, or Germany. Have you had a drink? <laughs> I needed one. <laughs> That's not no, is it? I mean, it is. <laughs> of what though? You may remember when the, when the, the equaliser went in, sort of like a minute after England scored the penalty or whatever it was. I, I sent to the West uh, to the um, to the WhatsApp group. This is the funniest thing England have ever done, and it, for a while it did. It seemed so absurd. It, it was funny, and then the second went in, you think, oh, we got ages, and and that creeping England. Can you remember last week hmm. when I said that um, what it really needs to happen is for England to get a nice early goal? Yeah, Raheem Sterling getting yeah. some confidence back. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got the penalty, and I was like, "Whoa, the, this, this is very un-England like." Yeah, and then we scored the goal, and I thought that's exactly what the, everything has gone to plan. Yeah, this is who are you and what have you done with England? Yeah, oh, there you are. Yeah, and it was. It, it, it was such classic England. I think I can't remember if I said this. <laughs> that should really mean something else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it, uh, it, well, it's been a dreadful week for, for England, let's be honest, in all manner of ways, in my opinion, damn you all. But uh, the way that the, 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 what I said, I think, on the previous podcast, or I, I may not have done it, it may have been some thought I had in my head, that England always find a new way to humiliate themselves. Mm. And they always find a new way to go out of a tournament, whether it's on penalties again, mm. or whether it's being hammered by someone like Germany 4-1, like in mm. 2010, or whether it's going out to Italy on penalties in 2012 yeah. when we stunk the whole place out, but they didn't actually score. Yeah, you know, yeah. we managed to... Not to, getting out of the group and being generally insipid. Yes. All, that, all that kind of stuff to World Cup 2014. And when we drew Iceland, a little part of me thought, this would be really humiliating to yeah. get beaten by a side who obviously had the small population, as, as we all talked about. And I thought, I think that might happen. And my goodness, it did. I, I almost don't think it's indicative of a wider problem with England because there were so many things that went wrong during those 90 minutes for England and so many poor performances individually mm. that I can't really see that being representative of any of those footballers in any other yeah. stages of their yeah. lives, well, their footballing careers. That's only if you take out of like, isolation the very fact that this, that happens to them pretty much in a different way, but pretty much <laughs> every time they wear the England shirt. Yeah. I mean, well, a, a, at a, at a tournament. I mean, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm ambivalent about it, partly because I don't, I genuinely don't want to take anything away from Iceland. Oh, no. They're no, fantastic absolutely. to be there. And and they qualified in some style, and they're yeah. obviously not a bad team. They're not a terrible team. But in the context of, of, of what England have done in the game in the history and, and what England sort of do to themselves in terms of, whether it's whether it's consciously or not, but the, the sort of arrogant swagger about the Premier League and all that stuff, yeah. which, which, is, which is all bound up in, in England as well, whether yeah. we like it or not. But I don't think, and I don't want you know. I, I know I, I can I can be prone to hyperbole, but <laughs> I genuinely don't think I've ever seen 
any team, definitely not an England team, but possibly any team, <laughs> perform so badly and so individually badly and as a collectively ba- badly, as well as um, having quite a clear and obvious psychological issue mm. that is they are absolutely, singularly unable to get over. Not mm. just in terms of the players, but in the management as well. Mm. And Roy Hodgson was absolutely frozen. He was fro- And this is not a man of... I mean, regardless of your opinion of Roy Hodgson in terms of his managerial career, and the th- I mean, this is not a man of inconsiderable experience. He's mm-hmm. a cultured yeah, football he, man. He's not been, he's not, it's not like he's not been around the block and seen everything mm-hmm. at least once or twice. But for, for him to be completely paralysed by that, I guess like Banquo's ghost... Type yep. type thing, <laughs> the weight of the history of it. It's, all. it's just, it's just, it's it's it's, it's confusing. Me it really is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Because it's because, utterly intriguing. Because I, I can sit here as I can sit. Uh, no, I'm going on, on. I won't. I won't talk forever. But I, I can sit here as someone who's watched football and, and we've done this show for a while and say to you everything I've learned about watching football like if a team sits back in the fence in two banks of four and does all this stuff here's what you need to do you need to move the ball a bit quicker you yeah. need to exploit the flanks try and drag them out of position use sort of careful interesting sort of clever balls inside the fullbacks use a deep line playmaker blah 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 but really that doesn't actually mean anything when it comes to England because you would be very surprised if all those players didn't know that a hundred times over but they just, they just do not even get in the mm. same ballpark as doing it let alone trying mm. to execute it and it got to the point where some during the game Balls are running under people's feet and stuff. Oh man! If yeah. that, if it, if, no, it's no exaggeration to say if we play as a group in a pickup game, just just kicking around, and and that happens when you're playing with your mates, you're still a little bit annoyed about it. You go, yeah. oh, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, and we're talking about Wayne Rooney, who yeah. did it about three or four times. Yeah. The ball would just yeah. sort of roll. But you know, like it just goes wider than the the England team itself. We're sort of blighted by this kind of Farage Spitfire 10 German bombers wank fantasy that we no, had think, back no, in the 60s <laughs> that makes us an embarrassment every echelon of football from uh, from the people who are stood on fucking tables in a, in, a, in a French square shouting and singing and being just pricks just pricks that everyone wants to beat us everyone wants to raise their game and beat us so we're never going to be these fucking underdogs that we think we are so people raise their games and so all you need to do is get some footballers who just forget for a second that they play for England and just remember that they're professional footballers and don't do stuff like drop passes don't do stuff like stand still when you're in the back four everyone just was, was so, so static the and the lack of urgency yeah. the lack of movement the lack of showing there was no one two, I can't remember a single one two situation mm-hmm. in the whole of the match for England you, I think you're with regards to that stuff you said about the sort of the history and, and which seeps into English culture and one thing and another I think that that's a sort of wider context you know I, I kind of uh, I do you know you look at the Irish are a good example because they often qualify obviously Wales this is the first time in a while so the Irish are perhaps a better example now you know their fans are great and, and so on and I almost wish England were like that on the pitch well off the pitch as well but on the pitch yeah. because Ireland when they, they qualify you know they've obviously done well to, they do well to qualify they're in a very tricky group they're happy to be there they're not just making up the numbers but they're, they're very happy to be there and if they get out of the group you know they have a great win against Italy again in a major tournament and uh, they go out with a head held high against France because the expectation is not really there England you can't really enjoy a tournament unless England play well because England we do have some decent players and we uh, we are you know we we won every game. England won every game in qualifying. Yeah. You can't then go into a tournament and go. Well, we're just kind of happy to be here and let's see how we get on. Yeah. You have to have more expectation than that. In the context of that, the drop offs astounding, isn't uh, it? Absolutely astounding. So that's why England fans, you know, people often look at the England camp and go, well, England don't really look like, it, and they're enjoying it. The Welsh are enjoying it, and the, mm. the, yeah, but I, the, I think I think the English players 
my my opinion it's very it, uptight in the England I've got like a hundred tweets as soon as it happens so I can't wait for the rant you're going to give everyone I'm not, I'm not going to give you a rant mm. what, what I'll say is that I think the England players care way too much about what people think about them yeah. and that's mm. bracketed up in, in almost like a, a conceit it's, it's a conceited squad and it has been mm-hmm. for a very long time now I don't mean they're individually uh, terrible people uh, they've got bad personality I, I don't know them but what I do know is part of the reason I think they can do it in qualifying is because Unless they fail to qualify, unless they get like a crunch game, which we saw in 2007 when they were supposed to qualify mm-hmm. in 2008, didn't do it. They got caught short because they started to get this fear. And it was a very similar performance, a 3-2 at home to Croatia. Croatia. It's a very similar performance that we've seen for them in tournaments. It was almost like a tournament performance in a qualification game yes. because it was so so key. The weight of history on is, and, and, the, and, the, and the conceit around how much they know they're going to get hammered in the press and they care too much about yeah. that means that... It just it weighs on them like a it's like a vice tightening on them, and they and they spend all their time doing what Arsenal do at their worst, uh, where they think they don't think well let's get out there and do this. They think what if we lose? Yeah. And as soon as you start thinking what if we lose, it it piles up and piles up and piles up. I mean, the defending for Iceland's second goal. Oh, you could be here all day talking it. about. It. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could be here talking about it all day. I mean, it's it's incredible to me that that. You got a player who scores it who's not quick, so you don't need to give him space. You could just get right up tight on him. He's not going to turn you. He can't turn you. He's not good enough. Um, he he bounced past a couple of players. No one puts a, uh, a foot in. No one talks to each other. If you watch the shot in slow motion, it actually bounces four times before it gets to Joe Hart. Mm. Joe Hart can't sort his feet. Out. He he needs time at the firing line. Joe Hart. He's, he's technically very very poor at the moment. He can't sort his feet out anywhere near quick quick enough. He only starts his dive when the ball is about two three feet. In front of him. it's almost too considered though the way his body shape moves it. It's kind of like I'm on a YouTube video, you know. Yeah, the, yeah. the way he sort of angles it, it's it's too slow, it's too orchestrated, it's too theatrical for me. If he really wanted to stop that ball, he, he knows he can stop that ball. He should be he stops he those probably, balls. It's talking about thinking about it. Ten, mm. Something's like ten in training. It's a shame because you know Shearer and I agreed with him. Said he was probably our only world class player. But Glenn Hoddle said something in the commentary during the game, which backs up what you're saying there. And we all know this fear that England players play with. He said everyone's wanting someone else to do it. Absolutely. Everybody is going, oh, just I, I just want this to go away and I want this to come off the pitch at the end of the game and f- somehow we've won. Nobody's well, it's, putting it's, their it, chest it, it is that dereliction of duty. We said on the WhatsApp group, those, you mentioned it, Luke, those kind of looped passes, uh, mm. just kind of lofting them forward, I've aimless of a, kind of like... Yeah, I've got a bit of a beer in my bonnet about it and I understand not everyone shares it, but for me, that is the ultimate... And I've, you know, we've all played football for, for fun and we, we know the Brexit principles of the game. Like, that is the ultimate cowardly get mm. out of jail pass it got Look, near the player yeah mm. and no the thing about it is as well you loft it to such an extent there's so much time that goes between someone actually getting it you can make out that it was almost like a really intricate like quite clever type pass and it just didn't come off which is absolute nonsense mm. by the way and they and England uh, 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 I don't want to get on the back of someone like Eric Dyer who's a young player who's done well and, and he, overall he's not been terrible or anything but he does that an awful lot and you think why is he not being coached he doesn't do that for Spurs mm. so why is he not mm. being coached at England to not do it, that it's also a very counterintuitive way to play isn't it because that that's what you should be doing when your backs are against the wall what, not when you're trying to knock the wall down you know <laughs> like, it, it just makes absolutely no sense they I wonder if didn't have it, any chances really. it was crazy yeah, absolutely crazy Iceland, Iceland had more chances than England did I, I wonder if as, as you touched on earlier Luke part of the problem is the Premier League because it is basically impossible for us and maybe it's just because we're 
English. Um, um, so we're obviously right in the, in the middle of it and we can't see the wood for the trees. But it, it's so difficult for us to know where England's status as an international team well, should I, I, be and judge it like that because the Premier League is absolutely massive and it's all-encompassing and the whole world is, is yeah. sort of aiming at it in a sense when it comes to mm-hmm. international football. And we, we kind of have this little man syndrome where we feel we need to step up to that. But what we could really do with is some underdog status. Like, as you're saying, how Ireland and Wales yeah. can go there and have a brilliant time. It's, it's, but that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's going to take genuinely two more international tournaments when we do this. It, uh, just two more and then just break it down and build it back up again because but, we yeah. ain't going to be doing it in the next World Cup. exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> how, how are we going to do and it? I'm re- ready for Qatar. And I'm reticent, I'm reticent <laughs> to give, give this team pelts because they're a very, very young side or yeah. certainly they're very, yeah. they've not got a, a, a huge amount of experience. I and think perhaps they're the youngest squad at the tournament. Yeah, they? and and I think that, that, that possibly they could have done with a little, you know, well, a, 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 older now, heads. But... <laughs> <laughs> they could have done with some older heads in there. But yeah. fundamentally, none of those players have really shown that they but deserve their place in two years' time. I don't, you talk about having older heads in there. I'm not necessarily saying you're wrong for the sake of it, but... I mean, really, it gets to the point where you just think, "Well, yeah, you could say anything. You could say, you could say anything. Yeah, exactly. Give me, give me one, give me one way that England have gone out in the last eight years, and I'm, or sorry, eight tournaments, whatever it is, and I could, I could tell you, oh yeah, well they could have done that, they should have done yeah. that. You could win a break. There's a, there's a list as long as everyone's arm. Yeah. But look, at, but look at how one of the older heads, Wayne Rooney, he was playing like a libero. He was like right at the back, picking yeah. up the balls and just kind of, you know, well, these, these crappy slide roll passes. That's where I think you know you don't want to hang the coach up the dry unless you absolutely have to. And obviously, everyone thinks Roy Hodgson's a decent man and all that stuff, but. You know, really, the things that I found particularly odd from the start, and, and I'm always a big fan, and I know this might sound like a bit like I've changed my tune a little bit, but um, I'm always a, I'm always a believer that you've got to be positive while they're in the tournament still. Yeah. You've got to try and look for positive. Yeah. But, and obviously now they've got... I home, don't. You know, yeah, no, you, I know you don't. I'm just saying... <laughs> and you were right. Yeah, I'm just saying <laughs> me personally. But I, I mean, obviously, when they go, you can, you can look at it a little bit more in the cold light of day. But Hodgson's squad selection from the start was in balance. We said that before the tournament. I mean, the things he did yesterday, which was strange for me. I mean, the Wayne Rooney thing is quite strange anyway. He, he played okay. He did well. Uh, he was terrible last night, but um, he, overall he was okay. He wasn't one mm, of our worst yeah. players. But one of the things that really confused me about Hodgson's selection against Iceland, he picked Sturridge mm-hmm. out on the right, mm-hmm. clearly told him to just hug the touchline, play either wide yeah. or a little bit deep, mm. which which had, the, had the, the effect of simultaneously completely negating our best attacking player mm-hmm. in Carl Walker who couldn't do anything mm. yeah. he had no space to run into he had nothing he couldn't he couldn't take on a player because storage in his way the whole time so th- these things come out in the wash quite a lot and and for that sort of stuff Hodgson's got to take a lot of the, a lot of the and, put, and, putting, and putting Rashford on Solid, how dare he do that well, yeah, to, yeah, to our youngest think, player how you dare know, you taint him with da- that shit yeah no but I, if I was Rashford I'd be like no fuck you yeah. I'm, not, I'm not pulling out of this 10 minutes to the end the youngest player and, and the youngest player to be fair, if he'd gone on, if he'd come on half an hour early, he might have done something. Well, it, as I said, it, as I said last week, he's unpredictable. People don't know he's going to play. It wasn't even ten minutes at the end. Five, it was about it? four minutes at the end. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to make the sub, make it on well, the like, 75th. Let, let's kill his international career by really <laughs> ruining his confidence. I don't think it's going to be that bad. Um, <laughs> but but I mean, a, little, a little insight into how Pete never made it as a professional athlete, by the way. He would have refused to come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Found> stuff. <laughs> I don't want to play. Decanio sat on the floor. Look, I think I think the thing is, as you say, we can say, oh, you know. That, that my point was about whether that should they have chosen um, Mark Noble or whoever in in the squad. That's not the. It's not a personnel. It's not it's this mentality. that and the other. It, there's a lot of mentality there. That it's a very very heavy shirt, the England shirt, and 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 that needs to change. There there, there are. You know, we talk about the coaching and the grassroots, and and it's true. You know, English players are probably not as streetwise. I mean, look at the Italians. You know, I mean, absolutely mm. wonderful performance. We'll come on to that, and uh, and and other players that that sort of system that they play. I mean, Iceland defended from the front. Iceland were more likely to get a third than England were likely to get a second. 
It was like Jenis Jenis said on the match today. It was Iceland's easiest match, and it yeah, really, yeah. really was. It was they yeah, didn't. They absolutely. didn't. Iceland how, kept how much, the lead. How many days did they have preparation oh, well, compared less, to England? They had. They kept the lead for over seventy minutes. Iceland. Yeah. It was. It was. It was an incredible performance by them. But England uh, need to know their place, Jim. And you're and you're absolutely right. England are like a glorified island. For example, yeah. the Irish have you know some not bad players, but let's be honest: who in that Irish team would get in the England side? If you gave Ireland Delhi Alley, Raheem Sterling, Daniel Sturridge, Chris Smalling, and uh, you know, I don't know, one other player, you know, Carl Walker, oh, they've got a decent right back, but you know, five players, everyone would, in Ireland, they'd have more expectation, and England basically are like uh, they play like the Irish or uh, the Scots or whoever but ju- they're just better players but they're not particularly streetwise what they do is they then engage in a kind of right well we're England so we'll, we'll try and outshoot you outrun you outmuscle you and we'll, we'll try and create a slugfest but when you play against yeah, the team certainly a slugfest yeah right well they're little slugs but when, when you play against the team who have got a bit of thought Antonio Conte said that uh, ideas can overcome talent which is what we saw when Italy beat a yeah. far superior Spain side on paper and so England it's all very well said right well we, we let's throw Sterling on because he's really quick and let's throw this player it's it's not that you're trying to paper over the cracks you need a system Shearer said they didn't England didn't buy into that system that Hodgson I've defended Hodgson a number of times and I tried to defend his squad and I was wrong quite frankly mm-hmm. I, I've been wrong here Hodgson has come up terribly short and Hodgson's best tournament for England was his first one in 2012 yeah. that was because he did what he knows how to do set up a team 4-4-1-1 effectively Banks of four, they all know the shape, and you saw that against England. England drew with with France, they beat Sweden, they beat Ukraine, and then even Italy hammered them that game. But Italy didn't score, they took them to penalties. Now, I know it was horrible to watch and so on, but it's a far cry from this, and I think Hodgson has buckled to pressure of make England more attractive. But you can't keep an old... You can't treat an old... Yeah, teaching old... old, Exactly. He has done that. He, he He betrayed his philosophy in 2014 as well, but... Ultimately, this thing, and, and we can say this over and over again, and, and, and as Jim joked at the start of, at the start of all this, yes, this is the fifth tournament we've done, it's not nothing much has changed. But the reason nothing much has changed, well, there, there's more than one reason, but it's essentially a combination, in my view, of there are no coaches in England, yep. there's no history or um, there's no history or, or sort of richness in the in the development and learning of tactics as a kid. Yes. And I'm not saying I was a great footballer or anything because I wasn't, but I never got taught anything about tactics as a kid. Never. Not well, once. Mm, no, no, I, I would be I would be hugely surprised if anyone has any sort of the even ten percent of the richness that the Italians are talking yeah. about tactics. Just about and very quickly, it goes back to something you said as a much more throwaway comment about in English culture in general, the anti anti intellectualism. Yeah, yes. that's that's part of it as well, absolutely. Yeah. That was going to be my next one. Sorry. <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, but you're right, I've, I've talked about that till I'm blue in the face anyway. But the other thing is it, a lot of it comes from the top. It's the way the Football Association runs the game. They sold, um, essentially sold the whole They're game sold. up the river. Uh, they sold, you know, th- their golden goose to a load of wolves in the Premier League and they can't get it back. No. Then, But then even now, I mean, look at Greg Dyke running the FA. I don't know too much about the job he does day to day. I'm sure many people think he does a great job. But what's he been talking about this tournament? He spent half the time talking about whether Hodgson's going to have his contract renewed in the middle of the tournament. <laughs> yeah. He spends... All his other time talking about just complete nonsense about his own job, whether he's going to carry on, carry on or not. Oh, I'm only a custodian. There's no joined up thinking, and that doesn't pass. It, and that doesn't ever fit or trickle down all the way to, to the bottom of the um, to the bottom of the, of, the, of the ladder in terms of the players. And then. 
the players don't have any sort of like tactical education. No. So so all those things come together. I also actually happen to think that these players who are English who win things, they only ever win things when they play in teams with loads of foreign players. Well, like yeah. Didi Harmar made a very good point on Irish television. He basically, he basically made the point that uh, the Premier League, when that got created, they sold a Skoda and bought a Lamborghini. Uh, a lot of those British players, a lot of those English players in, in particular, wouldn't be making half the money that they made anywhere else in, in Europe because yeah. they're not good enough. They're fundamentally not good enough. Yeah, and, and we know their names because they play in between uh, some really, really good players yeah. at Spurs, at Chelsea and stuff like that. We know yeah. their names because of that and they're helped on by that. But stick them in the team together. They can't. They, they don't know tactics. So we're stuck basically crying out for this short-term kind of party manager who could just get them G'd up at, like uh, at Coleman, like uh, a, a, a manager who can, you know, just, just you know, tap into something a little bit. Coleman's having a lovely time because of what Marcus said earlier. There's no, no yeah, there's no Coleman, expectation, yeah. exactly. He's got so, one of the best players in the world fall on his lap and he just drills them and, and whatever they get as a bonus. Um, at the end of all this, I should really say, though, that um, Iceland are now 40-1 to 1 to win the European Championship. <laughs> <laughs> £10 on that will return you £410. Imagine that state. if Leicester are in Iceland. You know, in I, would, I would love that. I'm sure we'd all love that. Look, to back your point up, get this. This is absolutely scandalous. This is from an article in Vice. Iceland have more UEFA certified coaches than England do. Hmm. <laughs> We've all heard the population stats. It's absolutely ridiculous. Talking about the lack of sort of coaching yeah. at youth level, I know it's very expensive to get into coaching and do, do all your badges all the way up to only in this country. Well, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. FA. What they need to do? Oh, it's, it's really very simple. Expensive. Slash it in half. Put some money aside for it. You have a lot of money. You're, you're actively harming the game. I mean, one of the most common um, you know observations about the game was that England showed too little movement. And I mean, it, it may it may seem like it's oversimplifying it to, to put it like that. But but think about that. Too little movement. That's a step up from forgetting to breathe yeah. you know what I mean that they, these are guys that play at a high level yeah. they, they should they should take that onus they should know how to make runs they should yeah. know how to make space it's the most basic basic stuff and England uh, sorry Iceland are incredibly well set up apparently Lars Lagerback has uh, his stated aim uh, when he took over at Iceland um, sharing the job uh, with the Icelandic guy he's like a part time dentist as well or something yeah. like that he um, he said I want to make Iceland the most organised team in the world because yeah. that's what we can do and I mean there's no excuse to not be like that a there? star for that yeah, he's, he's, done, he's taken he's, over the job after Lagerback leaves. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what Lagerback, he said, I think, before the match that he'd, he played England six times and never lost. Mm. Massively got the number. And after mm. the match, he was actually the only person to say something nice about Hodgson. He said, one of the reasons I sit here is Roy Hodgson. Huge thanks to him. And he wasn't taking the mick. He said, he changed the coaching ways in Sweden. I have uh, him to thank for that. And I have a lot of respect for him. And Lagerback. I probably, I felt at exactly the same time. The main reason I'm sat here is because of Roy fucking Hodgson. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I'm sat in my seat and not out of it is because of yeah. Roy Hodgson. Yeah, right. But, the, but the, the, you know, Iceland, uh, they were excellent. They were so well organised, as you yeah. say. They took their chances. And... They defended from the front. They weren't sitting deep. They, they, they were the better team. Yeah, they of were, course yeah. they were. All and they, they, they needed to do more athletic. All they needed to do was have a system. That's why when he looked at England, he thought, "Brilliant." Absolutely yeah. brilliant. And the, and the arrogance of, of the English coaches, I think Gary Neville being one, punch in the air when Iceland scored that goal against Austria, going, brilliant, we've, we've avoided Portugal. I'd have yeah. killed to go out to Portugal on penalties, incidentally. But, um, yeah. it, it, I mean, the, the, knowing our place, you know, Chris Waddle rightly said that England concedes Sunday morning goals in tournaments. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's true. But England, get this, England have not won a knockout match at a major tournament since 2006, which was against Ecuador, by the way. And they've only won two knockout games in major tournaments in the last 20 years, the other being Denmark in 2002. Obviously, if you don't count Euro 96. And, uh, you know... Yeah, Joel was it, saying it, earlier that since 1966, England have won 
Six, five, six knockout games six. in tournaments, and Germany have won six trophies. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. you look at it, and, you and th- we often say, "Oh well, the Germans are our rivals." No, they are not. <laughs> they are effectively not. But going back to the point, before we, we we will move on from England, everybody. I know it's getting a little bit. I wish we would. I'm bored of this. Yeah, now. sure. But uh, let me just say a couple of more things. Uh, this is why we have this uh, false uh, idea about ourselves. But the reason why we do that is because of the Premier League now. Also, look at the way where England play at Wembley. You know, it's a huge stadium. You've got great tradition and history and all that kind of stuff. But actually, it kind of all hinders us. And really, part of me thinks we'd be better off at the moment, not in the future, but at the moment, getting a manager like Sam Allardyce, who's good with crap teams, by the way, and getting some half-decent Premier League players who will fit into a system and just do the job, rather than this in-between sort of set of, we don't have a system, we don't have great players. You know, if you have a great system, you can go far. Italy is showing that at the moment, and, and other teams have never history. do that, though. No, I know. And, and then if you have just great players, but not really much of a system, like Belgium do currently, you can still do something. You, the reason it'll never happen is because that will never. I agree with that. By the way, I think you know if you can find a player that's that's why it's a scandal that Danny Drinkwater wasn't picked for the yeah, squad. Course, yeah, you know, and Golo Kante, who's the other midfield fulcrum in the Premier League champions, is apparently France aren't proud or arrogant enough to, to keep him out. No. He starts for them mm. well, because they acknowledge what he's done for them. Paya and Kante, yeah, they're they basically start, the, mm. two of their midfield three. And 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 well, drink water, up front. Drink water, yeah, drink, three. Drink water's not apparently not even good enough to make the squad. It's a joke. Well, it'll it'll never happen because they'll get because the manager will get murdered in the press. Yeah. If, if, the moment they get a poor result, I'm not trying to put, put all this blame onto the press because we said that you know there's there's a lot of fathers to this disaster, <laughs> but. Um, the moment they get a dodgy result in qualifying and they've got someone like Mark Noble in the middle and, I don't know, someone like, you know, whoever's not made the squad, um, they'll get murdered. Absolutely yeah. murdered. Yeah. And that'll be that. that'll be, it's, it's, the, sure. whole thi- the whole thing is, just stinks from rock to, top to bottom. I kind of feel like Euro 96 genuinely might be as good as it gets in our lifetime. Do you know what I mean? I well, know that sounds like a dramatic thing well, to say, but two, the past decade well, has just Marcus been talk, insipid. Mark is talking about, you know, the, the history of, uh, of English football and stuff like that, and we've got this big Wembley stadium, stuff like that. What have we done? What exactly have we done in yeah, the last well, 50 years? We've, we've, we've bought all that, that kind of stuff, or, 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 or we were the first ones to it in history. And that's kind of lingered. Like often with mm. a lot of British culture, you know, history kind of gets in the way of some perhaps rational thinking and whatnot. But just to finish, I, I think with, with what Alan Shearer was saying, that he fancied the England job, I, I mean, I, I'm not too sure about that. But having someone like him in the setup to go around and basically shout fear out of people mm. might be like a really... Uh, it would be nice to have a keen figure. It would be nice to have someone who, yeah. can, who can put the fear of God in people. But I but probably... We, but, had that, we had that at Capello. It didn't work. Yeah. No, it was slightly different. Every single th- by the way, I don't want to sound like <laughs> angry here, but every single thing that any of you three suggest... <laughs> Has been done. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see Pete Donaldson. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'd not, like to see that well, too. Like, I had a little poll on Twitter. I, I genuinely wouldn't care. That was, I mean, you can't Yay. be worse, can it? I had a little, a little poll on Twitter who should be the next England manager. You'd see less of me. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I put a funny one in there, you know, just for the lulls. Keegan was third with 25%. Yeah. Pardew was, was second with 34%. The people have spoken. They want Sven back, 41%. Oh, well, at least it'd be interesting, I suppose. <laughs> at least you'd have a reason to bring him up every bloody week. You know, every week. You honestly couldn't get any worse. <laughs> Can I retract that? Because <laughs> I'd then have to see Marcus twice a week with Sven Jurekson back in football. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Back in football. He's nearly signing Hulk for Shanghai. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Fundamentally, what I would say with the tournament, I am really excited because yeah, we've relieved. got some really, really good underdog teams. And I love an underdog. Uh, I've got a lot of love for Iceland. I've been there a couple yeah. of times. Got a lot of love for a lot 
of Scandinavia. Love that place. Yeah. And uh, good luck, I said. Good luck, Wales. Good luck, everyone else. Yeah. Is in the, good luck, Poland, well. for crying out loud tonight. At, at least we had the Wales game. We had that <laughs> moment. You know, that, that <laughs> One more moment than we normally get. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was more than we normally get, as you say. And uh, Iceland's hacker as well. Can we have a bit of love for that? Yeah, great. Oh, that is something really special. And that horrible chant they do. Oh, God, why? What's happening? It's like the White Walkers raising the dead. Imagine if they beat France. I hope they do. That'd be fantastic. I, don't know, I, I would imagine France might try. Which, um, yeah, true. France would give them more of a test. Mm. France, yeah, France might do okay there. I personally would have Glenn Hoddle back. There you go, I've said it. Because <laughs> England have never passed the balls so well under him. Uh, uh, shall we go to an ad break? Yes. yes. Can we? All right. Can it be we'll, for ages? We promise we won't talk about England, certainly not that much anyway, after this. <laughs> Watch yourself, it's the Ramble Boys Chucking out the bands, making all the noise Keep your peepers peeled and watch those grubby mitts Cos they're coming for you and your big shop tips Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile With the price of just about everything going up during inflation We thought we'd bring our prices down So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer Which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. How are you doing? Pete Donaldson here, just interjecting in the middle of the ramble with a bit of good news. We've got a new special out. Remember when England were good and that? Remember the summer of 1997? Roberto Carlos with his big fat ham thigh score on the free kick. Well, we've done a special about Le Tournois. Those of you who have signed up to our ad-free Aircast Plus feed can get it right now included in their subscription. To buy it separately on iTunes, though, it's going to take a little bit longer. Thanks, Steve Jobs. Remember, Aircast Plus subscribers will get access to all of our special rambles each month for £1.99 per month. These one-off specials will continue to be available for purchase via iTunes and PayPal for £2.49, but Aircast Plus subscribers will be able to hear them a little bit earlier and for a little bit cheaper. Aircast Plus is available via the Aircast app. Now back to the show. Over to you, Marcus. Oh, welcome back to the Football Ramble Euro, sponsored by Bet365. England are out the way. We can relax. We can enjoy the tournament. Yeah. It's often a cathartic release. That, let's uh, talk about football now. When, when England go out. There. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about some uh, thoughts. Thoughts from our uh, listeners, Luke. 
Oh, we're doing that now, are we? Okay, good. Yeah, yep. sorry. You check your I running actually, order. I actually asked for that, didn't I? I <laughs> Demanded it. Yeah, yeah not highlights. Um, I've got some. I've got a lovely one here from an Icelandic listener. Lovely. Oh, yeah, so what on earth could they want? That stuff you said earlier about No More England chat uh, after the break. But this is Iceland chat. <laughs> it's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is from Grimmer Johansson. Yes. He says, I've been to all of Iceland's games and good. what a journey it's been. <laughs> not over yet, Grimmer. Um, I came to France with the intention of making the most of every minute and basically spent three matches celebrating the fact that we qualified. Now we've contributed to a Ronaldo meltdown, been attacked by <laughs> Hungarian fireworks, considered the last minute equaliser, scored a last minute winner, qualified for my group and only got knocked out England. I'm incredibly proud of our boys on the pitch and of all Icelandic supporters. Next up, Paris to take on the hosts. Yeah. I have to say, though, that England was shocking. <laughs> It seems crazy to say. No, it doesn't. But once we took the lead, the result never really seemed in doubt. Mm, I agree with that. Yep. You guys have a lot of work to do. Yeah, thanks. But that seems to be the, the line after every tournament. Yes, it does indeed, Grimmy. He said, anyway, enough negativity about England. We are in the quarterfinals, and if I take one moment to step back and think about it, it's actually pretty mental. Yeah, well, you should have just had that instead of the whole first half. Yeah, great stuff. <laughs> great stuff. Great stuff. Mean, it really is. Like, this is one of the best footballing stories in international football in recent years. Yeah, and I've said it. it for years. They are the most overachieving nation. And now look at them. Now bloody look at them. Yeah, about to beat France. Thank you. It was, well, it's, it's good. I mean, that's good to get a bit of balance and say how much it means to Icelandic fans because it's fantastic. It is really. absolutely ridiculous. Mm. They've earned their place. They have. They've, they've played their part. Um, <laughs> that's what they're saying about England. Yeah, yeah. Kevin uh, Hernandez says, lads, I'm half English, half Spanish, and born in the Netherlands. It's been a summer to forget, but I can be happy knowing somewhere Big Sam has a laptop, a portable projector, and a USB drive with the PowerPoint presentation of his life waiting for the England job interview any place, any time. Yeah. I'm, I'm just a new bit at the end of every season, yeah. I would imagine. I'm pleased that it ended like that. When he said Sam Allardyce has got his laptop over, I was like, oh dear. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> What have we got here then? Let's have a look. Um, I know it's not to do with the Euros, but Chile retaining the Copa America against Argentina yeah. on penalties. And Lionel Messi retiring from international football. Maradona said, no, don't do it. Yeah, I it think was... he'll be back. Yeah, I Surely. think he will too. He must be incredibly emotional because it's worth remembering, obviously they had the Copa America last year, which obviously they, they didn't win, and the World Cup the year before that. So Messi's had three summers in a row now of that heartbreak in three finals. Know, well, yeah, it, absolutely. So we, we know all about how, how difficult that is just because we're experiencing it now. We he played in all those games and he's had it three summers in a row. <laughs> Jim, we have no idea what it's like to lose three finals. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but you know, but you know, it feels like it watching England. <laughs> but it's amazing that like he is always compared to Ronaldo. Well, he's not really always compared to Ronaldo. Ronaldo's always compared to him. Only, only by Ronaldo. And there's no, there's no air of petulance in that man at all. There's, there's no kind of. He's just like, no, look, just I've, quit I've tried my best. Yeah. And the team have tried their best, but I'm just done. And a lot of other players in that team are like just done. They've had too many finals mm. and they've walked past too many trophies. Mm. It's just must be awful. Um, <laughs> he, I mean, he'll be back, won't he? He'll be back. He, but, Bound to be back. Chile loving it. I'm pleased they retained it because they only held it for a year. Mm. Because yeah, right. they, they sped it up because it was the centenary. That's year, right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I think he'll be back. I think he sort of did that in a. F- as you say, it wasn't. It wasn't a proper like Ronaldo. No, no it was a half off. But it was. It wasn't. It, I, I would, if I'm being fair, it was an emotionally led decision. <laughs> yeah, he, he was just very calm about it. Um, Greg Scanini says Conte hammering the ball into the crowd while in the fit of rage. <laughs> was so good. Even though his team was winning, I imagine we'll come on to that shortly. Uh, just to go back to the Euros really quick. Um, I did have another one here as well. Conte um, trying to jump up over the. Uh, yeah, that was great as well. Yeah. The, the, what do you call it? The dugout. You know, so, I've, I've never seen a footballer or football manager boot a ball like that because he was kind of square on. 
on with it, and he managed to kind of like do a whoop, yeah, hoop, like, kind mean. of boot. It's incredible. Yeah. He was it? a good player. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. a fantastic. Can, can player. imagine if and when Chelsea leaves Stamford Bridge, I'll just get him to pull it down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sam Pocock says, uh, "Playing was late back from Leon, so I missed all of the England game. Assume we won three 0 and we're all set up to make the final now." Uh, to which Philip Leeweather replied, "Yes, mate. Uh, Sterling hat trick." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, in terms of compensation, he should pay the airline for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's been such a funny week. And uh, I'll finish it off with Nick Porter saying, "Joe Hart is the ultimate enemy of football." Aside from the obvious, he had the audacity to save a sweetly struck bicycle kick as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. That I, could have been another goal, yeah. couldn't it? Quite yeah. easily. Afterwards, he held his hands up, didn't he? Which was a bit late. <laughs> oh, dear. oh dearie me um, yeah Let's, should we talk about Italy versus Spain yeah, mm. yeah. it was a wonderful performance Italy, from Italy Italy were as good as England were bad yes they really were you really can't stress that enough they were superb they looked like a team with the better individuals which, which, which wasn't true but yeah. they looked like they did have um, and I, in the first half, I think they may have even had more passes than Spain. Right. Which, Always which, had options, showing for each yeah. other. Someone, someone was saying on Twitter that that's, if that's true, that it's the first time it's ever happened in the tournament. I wonder yeah. if and the three, Del Bosco. I wonder if the three-five-two will make a fashionable comeback across the board. Wales have used it very effectively, but Italy have as well. The way we, we you know, we, we mentioned on a number of uh, weeks ago on, on the podcast that. Playing two up front is very very interesting because centre backs are so used to playing against just one. Yeah. And if you have a back three like they do, I liked how um, Gianluca Vialli said they refer to themselves as the inglorious bastards. Yeah, yeah. And he said it about five o'clock on the BBC. Why? why but why does why do they play with three at the back? The reason they play three at the back is because those three played three at the back at Juventus. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that and, and to me, I don't really care about. I mean, no, I don't mean this is disrespectful to you, Mark. But I don't really care about whether it's a fashionable formation. What I care about is is that the best formation for the players you've got. If it is, play it. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and then and the five across, and back yourself, and the five well, across just breaks up the player that the Spanish love to get the, the, the triangles they love to well, play. That's what, well, yeah, but that's what I mean though. That's why the three five two is actually quite useful again. The way against some teams, yeah, Italy aren't going to morph around too much in their formation, but they are tactically flexible. But if you have, you know, you back through the wing backs. If you have good wing backs, then you're away. You really can do that, and with the front two as well, which gives centre backs a different. Uh, you know, give them a different question, which some of them can't answer these days because of the way they've been brought up playing against um, just the one player. Then I think it can cause teams problem. I mean, what was great for the Italians is that Chiellini said before the game that uh, Spain had become Italy's nemesis. Yeah, and they will never forget that four 0 loss yeah. in the 2012 final. And Chiellini got the goal. Yeah, the first he got, goal. He got his revenge, didn't he? I, yeah. I almost felt a sense of pride in watching such a vintage Italian performance. Not you know through any association I might have invented in my own head with Italy, but just as a football fan, you know, because yeah. they are they are one of the great nations in That's the history right. of uh, of the World Cup and and, and the Euros and, and and all that. And they they. I love the way they stood up to Spain's game. Obviously, Spain's mm. game is to swarm you um, when you have possession, and they just wouldn't have it. They were just they were just tougher and yeah. stronger and better. It's, it's, interesting, everything. it's interesting to me that like people were you couldn't move for people before the tournament saying that Italy had the worst squad in ages and blah blah. Yeah. Italian football experts were mm-hmm. saying this, that, and the other, and now they look like probably the best team left in it. Yeah, and and I wouldn't be hugely surprised if they went on to to do it. And mm. I think they'll. Germany have never beaten this in a competitive yeah. international, which is unbelievable. That's incredible, isn't it? And uh, Italy are three to one with Bet365 to beat Germany in the quarterfinals. So £10 on that returns you £40, including your state. I would not be at all surprised if they did a number on Germany as well. And if they do win this tournament, they're going to do it the hard way. They yeah. really are, because they're in the toughest part of the draw. Well, they're, 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 sorry, Jim. They were about sort of, you know, this level of. Uh, 
Well, there was about this sort of level of expectation ahead of them before the, the World Cup in 2006, wasn't it? It was maybe wasn't as negative as this, but no one sort of really was backing them as, as favourites. Mm. But it's, it's Italy, isn't it? They well, there's, a, there's, deep a, in the tournament. there's a tournament side for you, and there's a, there's a proper big football nation. It's a nation. tournament side culture, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they've actually been pretty poor recently in, in World Cups. I mean, 2010, they went out in the first round. Mm. Um, and then 2014, they also went out in the, in the in the first round. But in between that was a final in the Euros, being yeah. beaten by that great side. And now look at them again, the other side of but, a poor World Cup campaign, and they're on the march again. They never seem to let it affect them. That's the thing about yeah. annoys me about England. I won't go back onto them too much, but it's like, oh, they're under so much pressure. You know, it's like, why can't you embrace that? Why can't yeah. you? Why because, can't you turn that into a positive? Because they keep going on about history. You don't go, oh, should Chiellini be in there? Because he was in that 2014, the heart of that defence. You know, should that player be there? That player. Now these are good players. We see them play week in, week out. They're decent. They look at what they've done for Juventus and other sides. Let's get them in there. But let's get a manager who's got an idea and a system, and let's all drag it up together yeah. and band together. And Gianluca Vialli said before the match. We don't have that many great individuals, so we have to band together. Mm. We have to pull together as a team, as a unit. And my goodness, they did against Spain. One of the things we were talking about before the uh, the Euros was uh, how we were kind of excited about this England squad. Didn't have many players or any players aside from Wayne Rooney, really, with that England baggage. Massive dollop of it. Yeah, um, oh. but one of my favourite moments of the of the Italy Spain match and possibly the tournament was uh, when Jacarini tackled himself. I don't know if anyone saw this. Yeah, that was nice. sort of yeah. caught awkward. <laughs> under yeah. one foot and he just took it away from himself with the other mm. he's had a brilliant it. game does against very Spain who's <laughs> getting away with that against Spain yeah. I mean, I mean you, you talk about Italy being a great tournament side I think we're forgetting that national teams they only play tournaments they, like that's their whole point <laughs> yeah. it's, they're, they're either a good side or a bad side I'm not, I'm not having this tournament side bull crap on, it's a nonsense are England a good tournament side no, <laughs> no. right Germany. Germany it's their only job yeah. right, so yeah, but they, win, they win all their matches on average they win more matches so than what England what trying to say is like, you just said they're a good side or they're not yeah, yeah. tournament sides that's your only job is to get into tournaments and then win the tournaments yeah, that's the it, only thing the national side does Pete? friendlies don't count no qualifying Italy can I'm be good in training tricky. put the knife down alright I take the point are England a good Tournament side. Hello, the tournoi. <laughs> <laughs> Does the summer of 1997 mean nothing to you, like? <laughs> Italy are a good side. Side. Yeah. All right. Side. Yeah. Yeah. Organised. And speaking That's of right. good sides, Belgium, uh, it was a game too far for Hungary, wasn't it? It was. Belgium, Belgium fired. They got the early goal, yeah, which apparently can, can help you. Can <laughs> yeah. help you. Not always a, in some circumstances, that can prove to be effective. Not yeah. always a bad thing. No. Uh, and they and they capitalised on that, and then they scored a, a, three lovely goals late on, and they play Belgium in the quarterfinals. But like I said, Belgium play Belgium. Sorry, Belgium play Belgium. Yeah, that, that they're Belgium fighting amongst themselves. Bibs, yeah. Belgium with bibs against yeah. Belgium without bibs. But, but, but Belgium are playing as they should be against yes. a side like Hungary. Yeah. Uh, Iceland are playing out of themselves. Italy are playing out of themselves. They're probably the only two sides that are uh, overperforming for me, I think. Mm. Well, uh, Belgium, like I said earlier, they've got great individuals, but we're not sure about the system because Wilmots is not that great a tactician. Oh, I've heard this before somewhere, Marcus. Yeah, yeah well, I did caveat <laughs> that before I said it. And uh, Wales, they do have a good system. So I think the Wales have got a chance, and, and obviously Belgium will try and take the game to Wales, which, which has helped Wales before. I mean, not least in qualifying, of course, this is when the, the two teams met each other. But uh, well, Wales, Wales did very well as well. They that? certainly did, yeah. But if Wales do get to the semi-final, then Chris Gunter has got problems. He will have to miss his brother's wedding, which is happening in Mexico. Um, it's not. I suppose that his decision's made for him, but what about the parents? But didn't his, but didn't his brother say he's such a big fan that he's not? If, if Wales gets to the semis, there's no way he's getting married in Mexico on that day anyway. <laughs> 
That's what he said. I did yeah. a bit of preparation. I mean, it's Mexico. It's not like, oh, well, we'll book the church down yeah. the road for the next yeah. week or something. I imagine there were several England fans booking it up, booking up weddings all through the summer. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, weddings, you book them a while before you have them. Yeah. Surely you could have seen this coming. Well, I don't know, Jim. I, I, don't know. I, I know a friend who's going out to um, France to watch the Iceland versus um, <laughs> France match. Yeah, was not expecting to see that. Is he getting married? Particular fo- <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, married to football. It's yeah. not a marriage made in heaven for that no. England fan, which <laughs> no. we presume he is. But yeah, um, so Chris Gunter's parents—they face a difficult decision, don't they? Yeah, right. Um, but Gunter um, is down to be his brother's best man. According to reports, though, they have a backup best man who's <gasps> oh, waiting oh, nice. in the wings. So maybe he's going to get married then. Yeah. Well, however, the back- <laughs> the, the, the best man B has said he's a huge football fan and we know where he'll be in Mexico if Wales oh, go dear. <laughs> what a mess he just has to get a local a local to be a best man yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good imagine, think, if the, uh, imagine if the best man is Danny Drinkwater oh, I cannot I cannot <laughs> believe yeah, this yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, that, that's going to be a tasty one Belgium versus it really Wales is and Eden Hazard is in sparkling form at the moment he really looked like mm. the player from a season ago well that's what um, happens when you t- have a big long rest before a tournament <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you can uh, you can do all manner of. Uh, put your feet up, Aiden. Just uh, a big big summer coming up, so put your feet up. That's right. Yeah, he'll be off to PSG. Keep, in the yeah, keep your hand in. Yeah, but you know, don't don't exert yourself. He'll lift the trophy uh, with Belgium. Then he'll be off to PSG mm. and sticking two fingers up the Chelsea <laughs> and Conte <laughs> in the final and yeah. the Chelsea. Yeah, uh, could it be a Belgium Italy final, Jim? Who do we? Who do we? I mean, which matches are you looking forward to the quarters? I mean, Germany obviously playing Italy. That's a, a big one. And Germany, I mean, they put Slovakia to the sword, didn't they? Even missed a penalty in that game and still won 3 0. Yeah, it was a typical Mesut Ozil penalty. It really was. Yeah. I don't know why, why he was taking them. He, he genuinely seems to prefer passing to, to striking the ball. Like, I'm not even being <laughs> facetious saying that. He put one of their players in the net. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He put one of the players, sit him on the, on the crossbar, yeah. and so their right foot is hand, dangling down over the crossbar to the top corner. Oh, you blocked like, it, you idiot. Play it to feet, play it to feet. And then dummy it, dummy it, dummy it. <laughs> <laughs> we saw that last week, didn't we? We saw Ozil miss the penalty, and we joked about how England might have needed that. Oh, he's been uh, he's been Arsenal fired, hasn't he, Ozil, when it comes to penalties? But who knows? He doesn't take responsibility. <laughs> Uh, it's a needless dig at Jim because I'm annoyed about England. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lashing out. Just punch him. No, it's just a typical skate reaction. I've been told to about that before. Well, don't kick him. I can't punch or kick anyone. It's not fair. Um, um, I think. I think to answer your question, Marcus. Yes. I think Italy will do a number on Germany. Yeah. Um, and I think France will win. Uh-huh. I think Belgium will win, and I think Portugal will win. There there, there's the predictions. Yeah. yeah, lovely. Yeah, imagine Portugal. I also thought the... England would handily dispatch Iceland. Yeah, handily. No, you've learned from that. one I would like to see Iceland defeat uh, Portugal in the final. Greece, uh, <laughs> echoes of Euro 2004. Yeah. That I, think, I think. I Can that happen? I think Poland, Poland. side. No, I think Poland will beat Portugal. Do you really? Yeah, Portugal. Oh, in the final. Question, Jim, that can happen. Poland, um, Portugal can play Iceland in the final because they're in the same group. They're in a different half. Of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, mate. Yeah. No, no, you draw. Um, uh, right, what's our <laughs> no, bet? Of- no, you bracket. <laughs> what's the bet of the show, Luke? Oh, the bet of the show. We're going to go back to the Wales Belgium game, and we're going to have a bit of Gareth Bale to score first action um, at eleven to two. Mm-hmm. Fifty pounds on that returns you three hundred and twenty-five pounds with bet three six five, including your stake, of course, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. Um, you must be over the age of 18 to bet and please gamble responsibly for more information on responsible gambling go to gambleaware.co.uk 
Well done, right. guys. Correct. Mm. That's the uh, best one you've done this tournament, I think. <laughs> last last <laughs> Thanks, time mate. was... We're hitting form. I don't, I, don't, I don't observe shows Pre- that I know. Precious off, I know. Yeah. We're growing into the tournament. You are. Mm. You are. <laughs> I would have knocked you out a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> We're a tournament podcast, don't you agree? <laughs> 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 but Bale to score first against Belgium, just to reiterate. There you are. There you are. Lovely. Right. Uh, well, thanks for listening to the Football Ramble Euro, sponsored by Bet365. We're back on Sunday after the quarterfinals are all done. Before we go, really quickly, mm. we should briefly, at least briefly, mention next England manager chat. Okay. We should, we, I d- well, I thought we would. I did say the Glenn Hoddle, but yeah, I think you're wise. I you're think not going to get. Well, you, you did say Glenn Hoddle. You're not going to get Glenn Hoddle. Either. You're not going to get no, a Hoddle. Yeah. Why not? He's not going to get the job. He hasn't worked as a manager for years. So, yeah. and, and he's an absolute mess of a man. <laughs> Who's better? <laughs> Who's better? Harry Redknapp. <laughs> <laughs> He's chipping off yeah. about Southgate's chances. See, uh, see Jamie Redknapp in the um, in the newspaper. I think it was yeah. Well, it would have been Harry and Jamie. That's been this morning saying that he oh, didn't think that. didn't think Roy Hodgson was the right man for the job anyway. All of while not mentioning who he did think was right <laughs> man at the time, but it was probably in all honesty his own father. Yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally, Dad's knees are absolutely fine yeah. now. Yeah, he can use my knees. I don't need him. I, do, I just sit down on all, all the time, so I don't need him. I, I don't think it'll be Redknapp. Talking about being Gareth Southgate, isn't it? Yeah, there? but. The, the odds on that are very, very short, which yeah. concerns me. Uh, that would be a very, very odd choice. I think, uh, would it be so terrible to look to a, to a manager from abroad again? People seem incredibly against this idea. There's talk of Bielsa. Well, the, uh, even Bielsa's the, not... Yeah. No, but it's... I'm not, just, I'm but just commenting know, on the players just be mate. baffled by the world's most boring <laughs> man. Um, I, I was going to say, there was something in the evening, London Evening Standard today about... Um, it, it was a really weirdly phrased article. It was essentially... The headline or the sub-headline was something like... England players concerned at talk of Martinez being given England job, and it, the, the story was that Martinez has got a lot of carried a lot of favour with the FA, right. and he's linked. He's being linked to the job, but the England players are already annoyed about it. Hang on a minute, you've got no room to be annoyed, chaps. <laughs> no, Get, you're not even home yet. <laughs> Get yourself home. Go and have a fucking lie down. Yeah, they <laughs> they won't take care of this. Thank you very much. You've they, done enough damage. They won't be annoyed at it. No, they won't. It's just paper talk. Yeah, the, the problem is the FA are hiring, so that, about, that's why it's bad. What about Goose Hiddink? Yep. Yeah, I mean, he, right. he think it would be an improvement, wouldn't he? Pete, just, who are you thinking? I just think the papers have done enough damage to the country at, 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 at Halls, really. I just <laughs> yeah, think I just, they've, they've I, done enough. I don't, I Stay just, out of it. I just want some nonsense appointment like John Carver. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> some absolute <laughs> rubbish. Absolute wrecking ball. Wayne, Wayne Rooney player manager. That'd be a lovely one, wouldn't it? <laughs> Wayne Rooney player manager. I'd, uh. give it to, I'd give it to um, whoever wins the next big brother. <laughs> <laughs> it can't get any worse, can it? Whoever wins the next big brother, the prize isn't like a, what do they win? A hundred grand, though. But it isn't that mm. anymore. It's you, you get a three-year contract to manage England, and you can hire your own backroom staff. This um, is not celebrity, Big Brother. No, no. Well, you, you can imagine the going around the room. Hi, I'm yeah. such and such. Yeah. All right, I'm John. Yeah. <laughs> my, my my short list for the next England job is whoever wins Big Brother. Uh, it's Greg Wallace from MasterChef. Yeah. <laughs> he's, and, on, he's on telly yeah. all the time. He's and, used to that. And, um, and Nigel Farage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Marcus, don't think I haven't noticed your little man on the street impression there was definitely a Geordie voice. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a name's John. Oh, I'm a big idiot, me, yeah. like. Peter. John Carver, I was yeah. Oh, right, yeah. okay. Come along. He, did, he wasn't in Big Brother, though. No, he wasn't. Uh, he, will, he will he sign up for it so he can get the English job. Gordon Bennett, man. <laughs> what have I told you about giving Pete more than one thing to think about? He <laughs> always conflate the two things. There is a, there's a shadow looming over this conversation, isn't there? There's a very suave dancing shadow looming over the conversation. <laughs> well, now you're talking. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned him in, in the, the, the Twitter poll, which is legally binding. Mm. Uh, like Seriously, all. give the job to Greg Wallace. <laughs> 
What, um, what? I, just, I, just, I don't care. I, I don't think anyone That's in this room really cares. You do <laughs> care. You do care because if they gave it to Pardew, you'd suddenly care. Uh, no, I don't think I would. Uh, right now, I don't think I would. I don't care. Seriously, all joking aside, um, Roy Hodgson is available. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's available. Yeah. <laughs> Hodgson had a great meltdown in the press conference today as well. Yeah, I saw. He said, um, I don't know why I'm here. I'll quit. It's, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this. Nick David Cameron. <laughs> yeah. I'm not letting this you do it. Tell you dirty yeah. nappy. He's down tools straight away. That's been done now. No notice period. No, nothing. I'm done. <laughs> a team in his own image. Yeah. I think what it was interesting when Alan Shearer and Rio Ferdinand were talking about this, and Ferdinand said, you know, everyone would want the job. You know, who, who wouldn't turn it down? And it did get me thinking that um, that I'll have a go myself. No, it did get me thinking <laughs> that. Uh, do, do you really need a proper manager in 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 a conventional sense? Because it isn't a proper managerial position. I know that sounds stupid, but just look where we are. Okay? We don't we, need a captain. We don't need a manager. We don't need anything. Yeah, we don't well, need anything. But Kl- Klinsmann, you know, Lineker said Klinsmann did okay with Germany in the World Cup. I know that was on home soil, and it's Germany. Uh, but is there a point to be made that you get somebody like Shearer in? With some kind of tactician with him that that he can just g up the place. I th- the reason he loves why- a poison chalice. He's only <laughs> in Newcastle for a bit. Yeah. Every suggestion that's made yeah. makes me feel physically sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, here's something to think about. Do you absolutely have to have a national team? <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> just opt out. There's no reason you can't. Can we get like, relegated? Just not have one. We can get yeah. relegated. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the English uh, Davis Cup or the British Davis Cup tennis team a while back. Can you get relegated to like, to like some sort of like s- sort of Micronesia type mm. status where you okay. don't have to be involved? We need a Scotsman to pull us through like they did with the Davis Cup. What about Alex Salmond in charge of England? Yeah. We're even going to lose Andy Murray soon. <laughs> Sir Alex Ferguson? Sir Alex. No, he wouldn't take it, would he? He's done, he mate. Take it. Anyway, He's that's done. enough of all that nonsense. I do, yeah. I do genuinely Imagine think... Imagine if Alex Ferguson did take it. I, do, mental, I, I, it? I genuinely do think Greg Wallace could, from our could do it. I'm saying I'd like to see Glenn Oddle back. Peter, who are you going for? <sighs> Peter Parker, the alter ego of Spider-Man. All right, Pete, uh, Jim. Me. Yeah. Any more for any more? Uh, Keith Richards. <laughs> 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 Farage, Gorf, anyone. Experience. Yeah, he's been around the block. Certainly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. Vlad- Vladimir Putin. Yeah, we are. The man go. who plays Hordor in Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's what that, any, any beef eater. Any <laughs> beef eater from outside Buckingham Palace. Jesus. You, you joke about Hodor, right? Right. Harry Kane's following him. <laughs> He'll follow him to their death. <laughs> Harry, you'll get 30 goals a year out of Harry Kane if Hodor from Game of Thrones was <laughs> Michael Kane. Michael Kane? Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. A, bit, he's a bit. Bit racial, I think. Mean, yeah, he's a bit, he's a bit Brexit, isn't he? Yeah, oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Oh, not... You get like that when you get that old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not everybody. Yeah, pretty much. All right, there we are. John I've Snow. had a difficult week with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have Dimbleby, David Dimbleby. That's Ooh, enough. We're just listing people now. Just listing people. Some reason I'll go through. People. Paxman, there end we it, are. End it. Jerry Paxman, jobs are good. Un. Right, thanks for listening once again to the Football Rabble Euros. Fucking, <laughs> fucking Doctor Who. <laughs> Like Steve or Forsyth? Forsyth. Oh, okay. Fair enough. We're back on Sunday after the quarterfinals are all done. Oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, dear. We'll be right, yeah. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Bono! 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 <laughs> 